Welcome to the Ada's Grace Hope and Healing Podcast. If you or someone you love has experienced miscarriage, stillbirth, or infant loss, this is the place for you. In each podcast, we will explore topics important to the one in four who experience the loss of a precious baby and to those who walk beside them on their grief journey. For more information about Anna's Grace Foundation, please visit our website at www.annasgrace.org. Hello, this is Monica Alley, co-founder of Anna's Grace Foundation. Welcome to our new podcast, the Anna's Grace Hope and Healing Show. This will be dedicated to those who have lost a baby and we'll be discussing important topics ranging from grief in general, pregnancy after loss, how grief affects family members, and so on. We're excited because we think this medium will really help us to reach people where they are so that anytime, anywhere, people can find the hope and healing they need following the loss of a baby. In this first show, we'd like to introduce you to Anna's Grace Foundation, and then we'd like to talk about why October is so important to those we serve. If there is a topic that you'd like to hear us discuss in the future, send us an email at info.annasgrace at gmail.com and type in podcast topic in the subject line. Now, a little background about Anna's Grace Foundation and how we came to be. When I was pregnant with Anna in 2013, my husband and I went into our 20-week ultrasound and heard the words that no parent ever wants to hear. We're sorry, but we can't find a heartbeat. And through that experience, we decided that we didn't want Anna's life to end there. We knew that there had to be more. We weren't sure how to make sense of it all, but we knew that we needed to give her little life some sort of meaning. And that led us to create a foundation which bears her precious name. And through that foundation, we've been able to reach many people in our community by providing financial and emotional support. We help people who need a little assistance with those end-of-life burial expenses. We also help people emotionally through our virtual memorial garden, through our Hope and Healing speaker series, and now this podcast. Also throughout the year, we host a number of meaningful events so that families can have a safe place to come out and acknowledge and remember their babies together with other people who really understand their grief and emotions. At one of those events, our Walk to Remember, which is held every October, I met someone very special, Caroline Eisman, who is here with me today. Hi, Monica. Thanks for having me. Caroline works in the PR department at Woman's Hospital here in Baton Rouge, but she wasn't at the walk as a professional that day. She came because she is a member of the One in Four, and she was looking for a way to remember her own baby. So would you like to tell us a little bit about that? Sure, Monica. Anna's grace has become very special to me because I had my own journey with loss back. It's been a little over three years now. My son was eight months old when I found out that I was pregnant again. So it was a little bit of a surprise, a little bit of a shock, but it was a happy one. And, you know, kind of once I was able to get over the initial shock, I was super excited having two under two. It was a real blessing. And then kind of, you know, similar to what you experienced, I I went to the doctor and um, was told that you know, my baby didn't have a heartbeat. And it's something you can't ever prepare for. You can't, there's nothing that prepares you for that moment. And it was such a whirlwind, you know, found out that in the morning that baby didn't have a heartbeat. And a few hours later, I was having surgery and then you're home and it's just what just happened. So I didn't really know how to handle all those emotions. And 
I was relatively early in my pregnancy, so I hadn't told a lot of people that I was pregnant, basically just our parents and a few friends. So it's not like you're going around having to tell people I'm not pregnant anymore, which in a way is a blessing. But then it kind of become became for me, it, it almost felt like I was living this lie in my daily life because I was just going to work and doing my daily business like I hadn't just lost a child. And I didn't, I didn't know how to handle that. I didn't know how to express that because I didn't know who to express it to. And then I just by chance happened to see on Facebook that this organization was having this walk to remember. And what is that? So um, I went, decided to check it out. And it was was just um, this amazing experience because for the first time I acknowledged my baby and I acknowledged him like he was a, a person. And it was so healing to my heart. And it was just so, so meaningful. And since that day, I kind of decided that it's something I wanted to be open about. And I knew I needed to share that chapter of my life because it was something important to me. Right. And what people don't realize often is just how frequent baby loss is. So statistics show that approximately one out of every four pregnancies will end in a loss. But most of these people, because either they lost the baby early or maybe they just don't know how to express themselves, they tend to suffer in silence. Absolutely. You know, my loss happened around July. And then in October, after I attended the the walk to remember, I decided, you know, that's when I said I was going to share my story. And so I actually shared it on social media on uh, October 15th, which is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Day. And the response was so overwhelming. But, you know, just in the general, you know, so sorry for your loss or, or, or nice things that people had to say. But just the the comments, you know, public and private messages that I started receiving from people that said that they had their own loss or had something similar happen to, you know, a friend or a family or something. And it was like, it was really eye opening, because it makes you realize, like you said, not just how frequently it happens, but like, that people suffer in silence, they don't talk about it. So, you know, whether that's a personal choice, which is fine, you know, or is it because they don't know how to, or they're afraid they're going to, you know, offend somebody or so there's a lot of reasons people don't share, but you know, it was definitely eye opening to me. And to me as well. I remember when I lost Anna feeling so alone, I had known that other people had experienced loss, but to me it was so unique because I had never experienced it. And Um, But I do remember many, many women coming up to me um, in different ways, either through a message or in person, who had lost babies decades ago, who had been carrying that around with them in silence for so long. And you could see there was still hurt, you know, even after all those years. But they felt some sort of relief almost in being able to express that just to me. It was almost a secret sisterhood of sorts, you know? Absolutely, you know, and... Time definitely heals, you know, the people, you, they say that and it is it is true. But honestly, I think, at least for me, once I was able to kind of verbalize my feelings and tell my story, I think that really helped me to begin healing. And through Anna's grace, you know, we, we raise money every year for the different events. And, you know, we call it the Griffin Group, you know, in his name. And it's just really cool that I feel like I've taken an experience that was obviously, you know, very painful, but... I think something really beautiful has come out of it. And I love that I can use this experience. And it's almost like his life wasn't in vain. I have this quote that I use a lot when I talk about Anna's grace or just kind of my involvement. And it's each new life, no matter how brief, forever changes the world. That's so beautiful because, you know, it, it was a short life. 
but I feel like it, it obviously changed my world dramatically and how I look at a lot of different things. But I also know that, you know, I think we've donated several thousand dollars, you know, through the years at the different events. And those are families that are getting assistance and getting help and because of, of Griffin. And I think that's a really cool, special thing that I've been able to do. It is beautiful. And for me personally, it's been a beautiful journey because when we first started Anna's Grace, it truly was Todd and I trying to leave a legacy for our daughter. And our focus was on our healing. And we had no idea how many people would be touched and how we would reach different people. But to see it evolve to a place where people like you can come and give meaning to your baby's life and to do good through Anna's grace in the name of your baby has just, it's been a wonderful experience for us. It's grown beyond Anna now to encompass so many different families who may have been helped by Anna's grace or maybe has just have been just a part of Anna's grace, but are now reaching out and helping other families. So October is pregnancy and infant loss awareness month. And of course we couldn't think of a better time to launch our new podcast, but not many people know that this special month exists And I think it's because unless you walk in these shoes, it probably doesn't seem very important. But like we talked about before, this type of loss happens a lot, a lot more than people understand. And so even if you have not experienced this loss yourself, someone you know probably has. So I think October is a great time for those of us who have experienced a loss to take this opportunity to remember and acknowledge our babies, but also to raise awareness in our community so that those who have not suffered a loss can just be more aware of their words and how words have power. And those who you know, who you might not even realize have had a loss, just some of the things that you say can uh, can affect them. So what are some of the things that you remember people telling you that their words, while well-meaning and well-intentioned, may not have had the desired effect? You know, it's, it's crazy thinking back. And like you said, people mean well, you know, but said things, you know, at least you can get pregnant or, you know, oh, you just, just you know, can have another or, well, at, at least you already have a kid, you know, and then everything happens for a reason. People love to say that. And I think it is a, a great alongside. I do believe that things happen for a reason, but I feel like that's something you say, you know, when you don't get the job you want or, you know, you get passed over, you know, for how she put an offer in. Like when you say everything happens for a reason, that's not something you say to someone who's, whose baby died. And I kind of learned, and I had people very close to me who really hurt my feelings by saying that some of these things, and I knew they weren't trying to, but it did. And I think the takeaway for me is if I were to give advice to anybody, if you wouldn't say it to somebody who lost a child that was born living, you know, don't, don't say it to someone who lost a child in utero because that's a child. It's their baby. And, you know, just because you didn't feel a connection, you didn't think of them as, you know, a thriving human being. It's, it's very different for that person experiencing that loss. So I would just tell people, just really think about what you say and if put yourself in that person's shoes if you, as much as you can. Because some of those things may seem comforting, but when you've, when you've lost a baby, all, all you want to know is, like, I'm sorry. And yeah. like I said, just acknowledging the fact that it was a loss can be meaningful in itself because I think so many people don't even acknowledge a miscarriage as a loss because the baby hadn't been born yet. So just that acknowledgement is great in itself. Right. How many times did you hear, well, at least you didn't get to know the baby? 
at least because my, my loss was relatively early, you know, so I think it's especially difficult. I mean, not that I'm saying I wish I would have had a loss later or, or anything like that for sure. But I think when it's earlier, it's, it's this perception that, it oh, it's not a big deal. Right. And it's, I catch myself sometimes when I tell the story of my miscarriage, you know, I'll say I was only eight weeks. And oh. I hate that I say that because a loss is a loss is a loss, you know, eight weeks, 38 weeks, but it's almost this competition of grief and, you know, you feel the need to say, well, it wasn't as bad as yours or, you know, but right. we, there is a great comparison that goes on. And I hear it a lot in families like, well, I know someone who this happened to, and, you know, obviously my loss is not as bad, but to you, I mean, this was your baby, no matter at what stage you lost the baby. And speaking from personal experience, I had a loss at nine weeks in addition to losing Anna at 20. And the grief for me was was equal. I still carry that picture of the ultrasound of my nine-week loss, you know, in my head. And it was just as tragic. But I think that for people who have not experienced it, they search so hard for the right words. And that's why sometimes things come out not the way that they plan or they're not quite sure. But I, I think you're right. A simple, I'm so sorry for your loss is adequate. Sometimes silence is adequate as long as it's accompanied, you know, it's a, a silence which invites the other person to talk. Um, so active listening, speaking the baby's name is always helpful. I love to hear Anna's name. I love to hear people talk about Anna. I love when people ask me to tell them about Anna. Also, like one of the best things that happened to me, my first outing after losing Anna was to a school event for one of my other children. And it was full of people who didn't know what to say. It was very uncomfortable. And then this one friend of mine just walked up to me and gave me this big hug and walked away. That's all I needed. That's all I needed in that moment. So I don't know there are necessarily the right words to tell anybody, but I think that we all need to be mindful of what we say because words are incredibly powerful. Yeah. And, and because too, I think people all handle grief differently. Right. So there is no right thing to say because, you know, everybody handles things differently. But I, like you said, I think it's just that being mindful and to kind of start, you know, the conversation. And I think we're, we're fortunate that celebrities have been opening up recently. So I think yeah, we've been right. reading a lot more about it in the news. I feel like now I've read about it so much more than even three years ago when I was kind of looking for comfort and solace and, and other people's experience. So, and just that acknowledgement and, and being able to, to let people talk about their experience and not feel you're judging them or that their loss is not significant. I think that's incredible. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think just taking your cues from the person that you're trying to comfort is important and you know them better than anybody else. And you can, you know, you could ask questions and if you notice that they just don't want to talk about it at that time, just back off, but be there, be there for them. I think that's the most important thing. So what are some ways that we can raise awareness during the month of October, since it's so important. What are some things that you've done in the past to remember Griffin that have had meaning for you, both in the public way and maybe in a more private way? Well, I think October is definitely a special month, you know, because we, we attend the, the Walk to Remember. I mean, and then we always, you know, recognize Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Day. So the wave of light, light a candle that evening. That's something that's important to us. Honestly, just for, for me... Becoming an advocate, I think, for this this cause and being not just vocal about my own experience, because I don't always want to always talk about it. But, you know, if, if I read something, you know, online that I think is meaningful or could or could 
provide some context or help for other people, you know, I'll share that on social media or sharing about Anna's grace. So I, I want people to know that they they have someone there for them and that if it happens to you, you do not need to feel alone because statistically, we know you're not. Right. But you may not know anybody else, you know, but there are people and there are resources for you. So just making sure that I'm sharing those resources um, so people know they're available. I think you're right. I remember after losing Anna, I went to a similar walk that was it was for people who have lost babies. And I was surprised at the number of people there. But you almost feel an instant bond with them just because they do understand what you're going through. And I felt like I didn't have to hide it, you know, because I think we, some some of us, at least, we kind of wear the shield where we, you know, we kind of hide behind it because we don't want to, I don't know if it's just innate in us that, you know, I felt weak. I felt weak showing it. So I tried to always be strong and hide behind it. But at that walk, I was able to kind of let my guard down and really be in the moment to remember her. And for me, that was a very powerful, powerful thing. Also, like privately, because I I am a private person. And so journaling, setting aside time for me just to spend with Anna, giving myself permission to think about her during the month of October. And like you said, social media, you know, trying just to make people aware that if you've had a loss, you're not alone, that, you know, there are people out there. For those of you who aren't familiar with the Wave of Light, October 15th every year is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Remembrance Day. It's a special day for those who have lost a baby, and people are asked in every time zone across the globe to light a candle from 7 o'clock for one hour. So from 7 to 8 in every time zone, p.m., People are to light candles. So essentially, we're creating a wave of light that would move around the world. And we have events here in Baton Rouge. We have a wave of light. But you could even light a candle and just take a picture of it and post it to social media. Or if you you know, if you don't want to do that, you could just light a candle in your home and make it a private celebration and remembrance of your baby. But I think that October is so special to the one in four. And it's a time for us as the one in four to to really take this opportunity to acknowledge our babies and hopefully to raise some awareness so that others who have not experienced it kind of can understand it better. So I think that'll help the communication and people will maybe feel more comfortable talking about it so that everyone can find the hope and healing that they need. Yeah. I think, you know, like I said, knowledge that everybody does grieve differently. So if it's something that's happened to you that you do not want to share, I don't, I don't think anybody needs to feel like you have to right, share, right. you know, cause some people are just more private by nature, but if it's something that you've experienced and had, you know, a feeling similar to like, to I had, like I was, I was just going through the motions cause it was like, it was like, I wanted to tell everybody, but I'm like, is that weird? Like you don't just say hi, you know, I just lost a baby. You don't, right. So, but it was, it honestly, that experience has become, you know, kind of a core part of, who I am and kind of who I am as a mom, you know, cause I, I have a stepson and then I have, you know, my son that I you know already had at my loss. And then I've since, you know, been, been fortunate enough to go on and, you know, have my rainbow baby. And like you said, that's definitely a topic that is important to discuss at a, you know, another issue because that pregnancy after loss is, yeah. um, it can, can be, be tough. tough <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much for being here today, Caroline, for our first podcast. I hope that people take away from this some important messaging about October and awareness and how we as a lost community can make everybody feel not so alone, you know, by um, just being there for one another. And hopefully we've helped some people in the community better understand how loss affects people. So October is an important month. 
And it's a great opportunity for us to reach out to one another and hold each other in our hearts along with our babies. And so until next time, I'm Monica Alley with Anna's Grace Foundation. May your heart find hope and healing.